I see a stock going up and I buy it and I just watch it until it stops going up and then I sell it. Do not pay off your student loans debt and here's why. I don't know what to say. It's not real, it's fake funny money. It's always better to be using somebody else's money. This is such dangerous advice. With the remaining 450K, I'm gonna put that into the anchor protocol. Welcome to Checks and Balances. I'm Michael Vincent. This is James Blair. This week we've got Dean Anderson from Kernel on the podcast and we're going to be looking at some FinTalk TikTok advice and giving our thoughts. Great. So we're joined by Dean. Debut on the podcast. How are you feeling? Excited. Ready to go. Okay. We're going to start with something really fun. We've got about five different TikToks that we're going to run through. So let's play the first one. Max out your 401k could be the dumbest advice that I've ever heard for anyone that wants to take financial control of their future. Why? But Chris, it's free money. You do max contribution and the company matches you. It's awesome. Like, are you kidding me? First of all, I give you my money and I'm never going to see it for decades. Like, why would I give that to you even if you're matching it? It's not real. It's fake funny money. I can't use it. I can't invest it. I can't do anything with it. And it's on the roller coaster of the stock market, which means that I'm going to be averaging 3 4% on my money. Now, by the way, just so you know, when inflation is 3%, which is what you're, the, the value of your dollar is losing every year and you're gaining 4%, 4 minus 3 means that you're netting 1%. Let that compound over you know, the next 30 years and you're gonna be happy with it turning into a pile of nothing. Poof. 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 All gone. Yeah. That's it. So, Genius. So for those who aren't sure, 401k is essentially like a um, KiwiSaver in the US. Um, Mike, the testosterone coming out of that video. Yeah, I mean, you know, he, he appeals to a pretty... Uh, pretty niche segment of the of, of his market you know it's I'm, I'm i'm picking joe rogan listener bets a lot on the ufc maybe on testosterone uh, you know but i guess uh the the advice itself what was the advice I, what's I'm the not, alternative Where was i'm not the... entirely sure it's just don't give it to someone else to manage and i think that you know if you are really good at managing your money and you are making smart decisions with it and you don't like free money being put on top of it, yeah, okay, maybe maybe you can rationalize it. But I think that, you know, with the with the talks that we've given James to different uh uh you know people uh who have KiwiSaver, the amount of people who just want to get at the KiwiSaver, maybe not having access to it is a is a bit of a good thing. But the worst thing about it, he's not got any alternative. He's basically said don't invest in shares. No matter whether it was in a 401k, his whole point was the share market only does 3%. So, you know. But Dean, it goes up and down. Did you, did yeah. you, did you get that? It's a bit? roller coaster. Yeah, it's a roller it's a coaster. It's a horrible roller coaster. Yeah. Why um, would you even invest in that? I mean, for, for those who are interested in the actual truth, when it comes to KiwiSaver, you're putting in maybe 3% of your salary. Your employer's putting in 3%. So essentially, if you don't do it, you're missing out on 3%. Then the government's putting in $500 odd dollars a year. Plus, I mean, I see how much people have for retirement outside of KiwiSaver. I tell you what, they're not picking um, uh, the hot stock. They're not investing into crypto, making lots of money. They're not flipping houses, the average person. The problem with this is it's very bespoke around where else can you make a huge return, right? And let's call out that the stock market over the past century has not delivered 3%. It is more like <laughs> 7, 8, 9%. In fact, the New Zealand share market has done about 14% per annum yeah. for the last decade. So uh, a load of bollocks. Yeah. Also, let's go, you know, 
4%, yeah, minus inflation. You've also got to minus fees off that as well, plus a couple of other costs. So, you know, it, it, even that, that doesn't really stack up correctly. Um, but again, I think your average Joe um, who uh, doesn't have a KiwiSaver and is heading for retirement isn't picking between a Lamborghini and a Ferrari. So maybe having some funds that are outside of your access is a good thing. Exactly. Okay. Let's play the next video. So how do we make money from home? For starters, this is not a sponsored video. We just get this question all the time, and honestly, the answer is really simple. So basically, I just trade stocks on an app called Robinhood, which I left a link in our bio if you want to check it out. It's free to download, free to sign up. They actually give you a free stock, so they're paying you to sign up. Um, but again, not sponsored. And I know trading sounds intimidating. Here's my strategy in a nutshell. I see a stock going up, and I buy it. And I just watch it until it stops going up and then I sell it and I do that over and over and it pays for our whole lifestyle. Um, if you're wondering how much you can make doing this, in this month I turned about 400 into 14,000. And in this month I turned less than 1,000 into 20,000. And honestly, my favorite part about this isn't even the amount of money you can make, but just the fact that we don't have to go to a nine to five job. Yeah, we can focus on things that we actually enjoy doing. So if you have friends that like want to make money from home, you can tag them or send them a link. Or if you make money this way, share it in the comments so other people know like there's more people doing this now. So is there a referral code here that, you know, how, how are they actually making the money on this? There's no sponsor. There's no sponsorship in this. Um, what are we doing here? Like what? I, I didn't know it was that simple. Uh, exactly. Why don't we simplify it further? If only somehow someone had come up with that idea before, maybe maybe automated it, maybe made an algorithm that did that for you. That it would be free money. It's infinite money. Why don't we just pack up and do that? What? Yeah. Why is he bothering? Doesn't, yeah. doesn't even need to log in. Just let it run. I I can't tell if he's being serious or not. Uh, I've been told by multiple people he is being serious. But the idea of buy low, sell high. It's, it's edited. He's not making that sort of money. You do not make money trading. People fail at this all the time. They lose everything. It is ridiculous. Yeah, I guess the um, uh, one of the fundamental ways that you can see through this sort of advice is one, if he was that good at it, why is he telling everyone? And two, if he's really that good at it, why isn't he at Goldman Sachs doing it? No, but again, but why, why would you ever do it for anybody else? Yeah. Why promote it? If you're making so much money, why do you need to run a YouTube or a TikTok channel? Yeah. The only way he's actually making money is through selling social media posts and referral codes. Maybe a course as well? Yeah, yeah, like, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, always link, the next link, video. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yes. Now, I would call out one thing that most people probably don't realize in New Zealand is if you are a trader and you're trading stocks to try and make money, you have to pay capital gains tax. Mm. Most people don't know that in New Zealand. There is capital gains tax. If you are buying and selling stocks to trade, you have to pay capital gains tax on it. I'd also say it's probably not a problem for most of them because that would imply they're making a profit. <laughs> that yeah. is true. And what is the stat off? I think it was at Sharesies or someone has some stat or someone does about the amount of day traders who actually make money being somewhere around three or 4%. Oh, it's like one. Yeah. It's, yeah. And, but the interesting thing on the tax piece is that uh, you kind of think, oh, I'll get away with it. IRD is never going to come for me. Probably true, but actually what's changed is apps like Robinhood or centralized platforms, the IRD doesn't go to you, they go to those platforms and go give us all the data. And then what do you get? A letter in the mail saying, here's your tax bill. Yeah. Uh, they did it in New Zealand with crypto. So our IRD went to one of the crypto exchanges, got all the data, all of them had to pay capital gains tax. But it's on the blockchain, you can't find me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great, okay, let's play the next video. Do not pay off your student loans debt, and here's why. Why give all that money back to the government when you can hold on to that money, invest in real estate or some other asset that can double, triple your money? For example, take that 40 to 50 Gs that you have and go buy a 
fix your upper like this at a 30% discount. Then after you fix it up, you go to the bank and do what's called a cash out refi. So you can pull the 40 to 50 G's that you have invested in the property back out and go do it again. So you basically turn that 40 to 50 G's into a couple hundred K and you never lost the 40 to 50 G's and you have the asset that pays you every single month. Boom! Guaranteed money. I mean, <laughs> I gotta be on this one. First of all, don't pay off your student loan. Uh, take the 40 or 50 G's that you have. I'm sorry. Where did the 40 or 50 G's come from? All it is is 40, 50 G's of debt. <laughs> like, yeah. you, you gotta, like, yeah, yeah. I'm just still not sure where that money, sorry, that money comes from. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think that's, um, yeah, you, you got to see through that to start with is just because you have a student loan doesn't mean you have that debt sitting, uh, that cash sitting in your pocket. Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. The second thing is he's walking out of a lot of bushes. There's a lot of hedges. There's a lot of walking and all those shots just... <laughs> what is going on? Take action. Got to do it now. Yeah, that's that's a really interesting um, sort of point you raised there. Is actually that's a uh, quite a well known editing technique. Um, a lot of different cut scenes uh, kind of implies urgency to a situation. You see it in movies quite a bit uh, when the action's heating up. You know, it's no coincidence that he's done that. He's trying to get you to take action now. It's, if, if you don't do this right now, you're going to lose all the money. And to your point, thirty percent discounted houses. Uh, yeah, I guess, yeah, I mean, I'm not like up to date on exactly what's happening with the uh, US housing market, but in New Zealand, I can't remember the last time I saw a fixer upper, um, or maybe something that you could subdivide at a 30% discount. Like, I mean, the, the assumption here is- Where's one, the money for the reno come from as well? <laughs> no, no, it's, it's like is that another pot of money it's, it's money it's sitting around yeah, 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 yeah. also his servicing is less because he's got a student loan yeah I, again like I'm not sure how these work in, in, in the states but this simply doesn't work in New Zealand one if you've got that debt sitting there it's automatically taken out of your paycheck so you can't just even if you have 40 or 50 yeah. grand you know one you can only buy probably that a new is the property. one fact and good piece of advice in here though is that you do not need to pay off your student loan faster than what happens automatically out of your salary because at least in new zealand it is interest free so moni man has a point so <laughs> moni has one good point he does to a degree i'm yeah. going to chuck in a technicality um your payback period on a student loan is generally uh whittled down to like five years or something like that sort of like a personal loan so what will happen is sometimes we actually do give people the advice to pay off their student loan because you know that 400 500 600 a month that you're using on your student loan actually equates to 100 200 3000 dollars of mortgage again the pretty specific scenario definitely not what mr molney is talking about exactly cool next one this is the most common question I got on my last viral video. There are four reasons why you don't want to use a debit card. Number one, it doesn't protect you from fraud. Number two, you don't build any credit when you're using a debit card. Number three, the benefits with a credit card are going to be far more significant than anything a debit card can provide. And number four, it ties up your cash. It's always better to be using somebody else's money. However, there is one caveat to this. If you are not disciplined with spending, then you don't want to get a credit card. However, if you're a savvy investor and you want to create wealth or you own a business, a credit card is something you should be using and not debit. This is such dangerous advice. The, the reason for this is it's just like a general statement that if you are super savvy and if you're doing really good things, you're better off using somebody else's money. You'll pay off your credit card every month. Yeah. Problem is not everybody pays off their credit card each month and they end up spending more than they're expecting and to they spend. And they fixed fees. Yeah. Most of them charging $100, $200, $300 a year. So. Yeah. 
I think in, in general, I agree with what she's saying. Like she's not making any wrong points, but I think that really the, the dangerous piece here is by going, if you're a savvy investor, this is what you do. Uh, to James's point, not everyone is a savvy investor, but when I'm told that this is what savvy people do, I might just go do it, but I might be absolutely terrible at managing cash. You know, giving financial advice or regulated financial advice is never a sexy thing, right? We're never going to be able to compete with an iron butterfly spread on a stock market or something like that, right? But, you know, it's about giving advice that is, you know, uh, works for you, is personalized uh, and isn't, you know, well, it's tailored to your level of risk and how good you are at managing money. The other point maybe on there as well, Mike, with the credit cards, especially with the states, is talking about um, building some credit like a credit score yeah. in New Zealand, how does that work? Yeah, it's, it's really not the same. So in, in the States, the UK, if you have debt and you're paying it back, you have a credit card, that sort of thing, you build up a positive credit score. In New Zealand, yeah, don't get me wrong, you can get a positive credit score on paper, but really all we're measuring is neutral or negative. Does it influence lending or loans to credit scores? The positive doesn't, but the neutral or negative does, right? And just by having these credit cards, it's more chance you're going to miss a payment, you know, that, that sort of thing. And that's what's going to impact you uh, getting a uh, getting One a thing I did want to question is she mentions that debit cards don't aren't any more secure. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Surely a credit card is just as risky. Yeah. From a security point of view. Mm. Yeah, physically, but you do have uh, insurance uh, on a credit card that you don't get on a debit card. Like travel insurance? Travel insurance, uh, you can get... Uh, you don't insurance. have insurance if somebody fraudulently uses your credit card. Ooh. I think the banks do, they yeah, the yeah, yeah, as well. They pay back. They pay back. Yeah, I mean they want to encourage. Yeah. It's 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 an it's an interesting one. Okay, let's play the next video. About to buy a million dollar home for half the price. The thing is, you can only do this if you know how to utilize cryptocurrency. So this is the house that I'm gonna buy, and it costs about 1.4 million. So I'll have to pay around seven grand a month. But for this entire house, the total that I need to pay is 740k. It's because of crypto. For the down payment, I'll have to pay about 20%, which is 290k. With the remaining 450k, I'm gonna put that into the Anchor protocol. Once I deposit the 450k, it'll yield me 19% per year. That's 88 grand a year now divide that by 12 months and that's going to make me 7.3k a month just enough to cover the monthly cost of this mansion after it's paid off i'll have a 1.4 million dollar home plus be making 7.3k a month doing nothing if you want to learn more about crypto check out my bio i don't know where to start i don't know what to say i like the, the thing i will say about this is i've looked at the comments and the good thing is i don't think he's fooling anybody thank goodness um but yeah the bloke sitting on his in his mum's basement, talking about crypto advice. How is he? How is he buying a house for half the price? <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess like one of the probably one of the uh, the important things to think about here, um, especially in the crypto space, when people are offering advice on this, is you know if it seems too good to be true, you know generally it is a twenty percent return on just you know what effectively is a bank deposit um, is is yeah is is. Is pretty gnarly, um, and I think actually the anchor protocol that um, this guy is talking about uh, has actually um, recently been under investigation because the company that runs that uh, was accused of insider trading and actually getting their own funds and investing in it to sort of bump up the numbers. Uh, hey, shilling a scam is shilling a scam, right? And and the other thing they're missing in the numbers here, tax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and just come back to the real simple maths. If somebody is selling you anything that is gonna make you a guaranteed 20% return, it just does not exist. Sure, maybe for a few months, at some point that blows up, 
the math is pretty simple. If you put a few hundred thousand dollars into something and it was paying you 20% a year, you compound that for 20 years, you're the richest person in the world. Yeah. Like it, the math just does not work. Yeah. Um, and, and, and again, right, like uh, when you're looking at these sorts of things and people are promising this, absolutely the math doesn't work. Just keep in mind what they are preying on is FOMO. Fear of you missing out and looking like the person who was like, oh, no, I'm, I'm too risk averse. I don't want to do it. Why didn't I jump in? All of my friends are making huge returns. Someone is always left holding the bag. You don't want that to be you. Alrighty, so that is five different TikTok videos. What do we call it, Mike? Fintalk. 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 Yeah. Dean, thank you very much for joining us. Did you learn anything? I've learned a lot about how to make the money. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is just a reminder that get rich, uh, get rich quick schemes. They sound nice, but unfortunately, ju they just don't work. And Mike made a really good point before around kind of there's no free lunches. Thank you very much for joining us. Please do not listen to any of that TikTok advice. Instead of listening to that TikTok advice, why don't you su subscribe to Checks and Balances? Give us a review. Give us a like. We'll catch you next week. Cheers. <laughs>